This is KTFM's podcast. Glad to have you join us, KT 103.9 FM, the voice of truth. Remember, we are transmitting live from the beautiful historic town of Bukuru. We are the voice of truth at 30 minutes into the hour of 11 o'clock. Welcome to Money Wise. This is where we get to talk about different aspects of the economy and break it down to how it affects you and I on the streets. And today, like every other Tuesday, we get to look at the financial sector and we We are going to have a wonderful conversation, I can assure you. Now, the Central Bank of Nigeria, the CBN, introduced a Naira for Dollar scheme for diaspora remittances. Now, this was to take effect from the 8th of March to the 8th of May. However, the CBN announced on the 6th of May that it would postpone or it had postponed it until further notice. So we still have the scheme running. Now, joining me to have the conversation about this as well as how it affects you and I is Dr. Emmanuel Idenyi Shaibu. He is the business and financial consultant, uh, also known as the Millennium Entrepreneur. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, listeners. It's a pleasure to be here once again. It is always a pleasure to be here. Now, I know that we had this conversation and you told me, don't worry, when the 8th of March, uh, May reaches, we'll have this conversation again. Absolutely. And here we are having this conversation. Now, but for those who may not know what the Naira for Dollar scheme is or those who have heard about it, but, you know, with everything that is going on in the country, they may have forgotten what it is. Can you refresh our minds as to uh, the Naira for Dollar scheme? Okay, briefly and quickly, the Central Bank of Nigeria in the first week of March in trying to improve the the acceptability of the naira and the value decided to come up with what i tagged and if you remember like a bonanza to pay anybody receiving dollar in nigeria five naira for one dollar meaning that if you have inflow in usd coming as western union moneygram and other um, in uh, international money transfer organization receiving through your bank, you will be paid five naira for every dollar, meaning that um, they want to encourage people to collect money. But the first question we ask them do people have enough money that they want to send to you from the abroad, as it were? And I said that it's not a sustainable strategy. I remember saying that it's not a sustainable strategy. If you wanted it to be blanket, you'd have said, but why make it for just 90 days, for just a period of... And I told you specifically then that they will come back and tell you that it has either been scrapped or they're going to extend it indefinitely. And that is what the Central Bank of Nigeria has done. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that we talked about was they wanted to increase foreign remittances because they wanted liquidity in the market. Liquidity of the dollar. Of the dollar, yes, in the market. Now, but looking at the past three months, it's been three months already. Can we gauge the impact? Do we know whether it's been fruitful, it's been successful or not? This is very simple. It wasn't successful. It wasn't fruitful. It was. It didn't perform as the expectation of the central bank. And that's to tell you, there's one indicator to use to measure that. At the beginning of this year, the central bank 
some uh, the budget for 2021 was at 307 naira to a dollar it was on the central bank website later it was increased to 370 naira to a dollar later it was increased to 417 naira to a dollar only last week cbn removed it from their website totally you can't see it now one of our problems is because we have had multiple exchange rates and the truth of the matter is we have um, companies in nigeria that have need for foreign currency that they will need to go and look for dollar to to uh, uh, meet Carry up their, tra their transaction and you and i know that cbn does not produce the dollar cbn does not produce so they rely on a lot of this imtu so that when the dollar comes they'll be able to get and that is why cbn before this dollar for naira for dollar said banks can now pay dollar out to their customers that receive foreign currency before yes cbn said that first week of february so somebody that was receiving western union can receive his western union in dollar. dollars yes cbn said that just a month before this one so it therefore means that the there was a liquidity squeeze of the dollar mm -hmm. which affects the naira significantly now placing it side by side it means there are companies in nigeria that that need to they need foreign currency to carry out their transactions intrinsically but because that is being supported by the central bank is technically weakening the dollar weakening the naira and cbn technically devalued the naira and it's it came out and issued a statement to that effect now last week the interest rate against the dollar for naira is no more central bank website it has been it has been brought down because it's not a sustainable strategy i've been issue now i would i and i'm among the school of thought of people would have said you should strengthen the naira rather than strengthening the dollar because we're trying to develop our own economy mind you the united states dollar is the primary currency of trade in the world not even the canadian dollar or australian dollar so the central bank is thinking of what do we do working within the fiscal policy and the monetary policy and it has not worked and our managers of the economy need to go back to the drum board and tell ourselves the truth meanwhile you and i know that some people are hoarding the dollar because they are expecting it to rise above what it is and sell and cash out let me give you a simple analysis somebody was paid five thousand us dollars in march 2020 and he converted it to naira and put it in a fixed deposit in his naira account one year after he went to get that one millionaire or whatever amount deposit and bought the bought in dollar to keep he had only two thousand three hundred dollars from five thousand yes that shows you the devaluation and of the naira. that's the simple analysis that's just simple simple now now uh I'll, I'll just read this mess this uh text this is from bloomberg and they actually say that nigerians have been accumulating foreign currencies to protect their wealth from naira's volatility and surging inflation and this is actually a a, a research paper in a journal published by the central bank i read i read, of Nigeria. I read that article i've read that article the truth is this this has increased um the activities of other multi-level marketing foreign exchange platforms so people are storing their investment of course in cryptocurrency in foreign i was talking with somebody yesterday especially i'm going to buy dollar that if i'm buying anything online i'll tell you rather pay it to my domiciliary account now only last week also the central bank of nigeria has said that you cannot deposit more than five thousand naira five thousand us dollars into your account and if you deposit it you cannot transfer it just last week 
We'll take a breather right here. Yes. When, we, when we come back, we'll need to really look at what exactly that means to the man on the street. Uh, we talk about the inflation of, of the, uh, the Naira. We talk about everything that is going on. And the person in Kugia, for example, the person in Hoshi, how does that Absolutely. affect those people on the street? When we come back from this short break, we are having the conversation with Dr. Emmanuel Idenyi Shaibu, the Millennium Entrepreneur. He is a business and financial consultant and we're talking about the naira for dollar scheme that has been postponed indefinitely by the central bank of nigeria station to katie 103.9 fm looking for something maybe maybe not but who cares KTFM. 103.9 103.9 the voice of truth don't touch the dial. What did they come up with this? Intelligent life. 103.9. Voice of truth. Don't touch the dial. FM, the voice of truth. I am Dashi Sonia Kenmi. Call me Miss Dash. Call me Shot Girl Magic. Call me that local Lardang girl. 24 minutes into the hour of 11 o'clock. The show is still money wise. And like every other Tuesday, we get to look at the financial sector. Today, we're going to be looking at the Naira for Dollar scheme by the Central Bank of Nigeria that has been postponed indefinitely. It started on the 8th of March to end on the 8th of. Uh, May, but on the 6th of May, they announced that it has been postponed indefinitely. And joining us in the studio having this conversation is Dr. Emmanuel Idenyi Shaibu, who is the Millennium Entrepreneur, but he is a business and financial consultant. Before we went on that short break, you dropped a bombshell. Mm. And, I, you know, my mouth was just uh, uh, wide open. Uh, uh, and I'm thinking, right, there's so much that is going on that we don't really know. And if you go to the website, uh, especially of the central bank, it's almost like there's no no information. You know, you're trying to get information as to what exactly is happening and you don't find enough information there. Could this be a... Could it be that they don't want to share information or because the information will kind of put them in trouble? No, the truth of the matter is this, but central bank is also very careful so that they can defend any information they put out there. They want to be able to defend any information that is on their website, so that when questions are asked, they will be able to support it. But Central Bank, do they even have control over the exchange rate as are today? They do not. The, the forces of demand and supply and other external forces are responsible for what rate you buy or sell dollar mm-hmm. the only rates i can say central bank has control over is for invincibles um um, um school fees um for um lc's from a from m those are the ones that central bank can control because the the, the transaction will actually go through them yeah. but every other one they mm-hmm. seem not to have control for it well but uh, according to a report in uh, on reuters they actually are saying that maybe the reason why the federal uh, the, the central bank allowed the naira to devalue this much is because they're trying to get a unified exchange rate and uh, there, there were so many rates from 300 right now to 400 uh it was 419.7 on Friday right now it's at 411 
And some are saying that it's because they're trying to unify the uh, exchange rate. Does that make any Do sense? Do you unify a, an exchange rate by allowing a free fall? That's highly unprofessional. <laughs> we all know it's highly unprofessional. You are trying to unify a system. Then you allow a free fall. It doesn't work that way. There must be systemic measures put in place. And we have eminently qualified professionals in this country that can do that even on pro bono. Now, the problem is we allow so much foreign interference in our economic growth and development. That's our problem. We need to, we need to hold the bull by the horn and not fall and begin to put in measures that there may be just intermittent, you know, suffering or pain, then it normalizes. There was a time they were saying Naira for Yuan. Uh, we'll start buying iPhone. I was one of the proponents that said those things will not work. I knew it will not work because we do not have a robust foundation to take up all those things. Now, you don't determine the value of Yuan to the Chinese because it's their currency. Now, we are, our currencies are the mercy of the US dollar. Have you checked the inflation rate released last? Have you checked the inflation rates? And the young man, the ordinary person on the street, doesn't care about what your foreign policy, your foreign, uh, fiscal policy or monetary policy is. Is how the price will increase. A friend of mine in the city of Abuja said she went to the market on a Saturday, bought a kilo of meat for 200 naira. She went back to the same meat seller on a Thursday and it was 2008 within 5-6 days. Absolutely. The meat industry has been crazy, whether it's goat's meat, chicken, or exactly. beef. Now, chicken, because feed production, has, the cost of feed has gone up. It will interest you to know that a feed manufacturer in Nigeria, in Jaws, at some point, had to import maize, had to import soya bean, because they want to produce. And when they do the importation, do you not expect the price to be the same? No. Then when the, the poultry farmer buys it, where do you expect him to make his markup from? If the end, benef uh, end user or the consumer will bear the brunt, except you don't want to eat egg or chicken. Or anything else. Or because anything else. every single thing looks like it has been affected by it. Cost of fueling, price of fuel has gone up. Um, electricity has gone up. There's a, a such a water manufacturer on my street and he increased his water manuf the cost of bag. Why? Because electricity cost has increased, um, spare part of buying spare part for his car has increased, cost of production has gone up. Even the raw materials that they has, actually use. Has gone up. Yes. So at the end of the day, who bears the brunt? You, the final consumer, we need to bear the brunt. These are what con uh, constitute consumer inflation. Will you say MBC is lying? I mean, MBS is lying. MBS, MBS is a body that is not partisan. So you can't say it's a PDP, APC, or APGA. It's non-partisan. So we will not, even though we, I for one, do not say their statistics is 100% correct, but it's something that can guide us either positively or negatively to be able to take measure. Because at the end of the day, for someone like us that are industry watchers, it's a signal for us to tell us to tighten our belt in some things that we are doing. But how many people even understand the statistics? That, that's, that's exactly my point. How do we break it down to the regular person on the street? But before we get there, the IMTOs are happy because they've said that they would back the uh, postponement of the remittance. Because the, 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 the commissions they make is, is more. It's simple truth. It's simple. It's simple.
Why wouldn't they not back it? It's, it's, it's a simple... So, and we have a lot of diaspora remittances that come in. Now, the question that I have asked and nobody has been able to answer, where are we debiting to pay that money to somebody that's collecting, for instance, $50,000? Where is the money coming from? Because the bank has to debit and it's an instant thing. Where are they debiting to pay? Is it that CBN has opened an account where they will hit and reimburse the banks for paying those things? And in the bank, we, call, we tell you GL doesn't cry. GL is just an account, a general ledger account. So the truth of the matter is, these things that go on behind the scene, the ordinary man on the scene does not care. All he wants to is an improved standard of living. And if I buy an item today for 10 naira, and I'm going to buy for 30 naira, I will insult the government. That's, that is what the ordinary man does. He will say they don't think of us. Meanwhile... The value of his per capita income, which is his salary, has reduced considerably. The value of 100,000 Naira in January is not the value of 100,000 Naira today. And even if you invest into a productive venture, the risk appetite is high for it not to bring you return on investment of that same amount. So what does the regular Nigerian do, especially as we have so many things happening? I know that the last time we had the conversation, one of the things that you mentioned could be a downside was either the hoarding of dollars as well as people who would uh, fraud, go into fraud as a result of this scheme. Now, what can the ordinary Nigerian do? It's almost like we're left at the mercy of the, the market. The ordinary Nigerian is just left at the mercy like we say, mercy of God. We are left at the mercy of God. Let's just pray and believe God. You don't do God's part and leave your part. Do your part. You don't need to remind God to do his part. But many of us don't do our part and believe God to do his part and our part. That's the problem we have in this crime. We don't do our part. Then we believe God and believe him to do his part and do our part. Do your part by default setting. His part will be done. And that is to put measures in place to cushion these things. Our, our foreign debt, our debt is going up because we are investing in non-productive ventures. And when you are investing in non-productive ventures, it, it doesn't add up to paying. The, for instance, look at what's happening in Kaduna. The train is not working. Loans were taken to build the rail lines. Now we are supposed to be servicing that loan. And it's not going to, it didn't work yesterday, probably not going to work today. How much has been lost? To other things, filling stations were shut down, markets were shut down because of the decision of a government that says we want to do this. Were there wider consultations? Because if you look intently to the decision of the government, he may not be wrong, he may not be right. But was there wider consultation before that information went out? Because these are things you need to involve every stakeholder before you now announce. But because somebody said, the governor is resolved. Somebody said the governor is stubborn. For me, those, those are semantics. You would have involved the stakeholders that will bear the brunt and give them a soft landing before you begin to make pronouncements. Yes, you are governor. You are only governor for eight years. And you will step down. And you begin to be an ordinary person. I saw a director general, chief executive of an agency of federal government during the holiday, driving himself alone not in a tinted car, in Anangua. It is because he is the man of the people. Some chief executives cannot try it. They will be hacked down because of what they have done. These are the things that have ripple effect on the ordinary people because you will step down one day, you come and still live amongst us. 
even though your house will be fenced with high fences, but your decisions will also outlive you. That's why we should be careful. The central bank governor has another tenor and will never be renewed. Then he will step down. Then we we'll begin to feel the effect of the decisions he has taken. Those are the things we need to begin to look at as people who are in authority to make decisions. Some of these things are politically orchestrated, politically, and nobody give a, gives a hood whoever it affects. But the ordinary man is affected. Over 200 million people, more than half of us cannot live on one point how many dollars in a day. That is extreme poverty. Yet, some people are cruising on 15, 20 cars convoy on taxpayers' money. They don't give a hoot about inflation because it, they are being serviced by taxpayers' money and they don't understand what me and you are saying. So when an ordinary man says there is poverty, I went to buy maize. Yes, the maize that we buy three for hundred naira, they say it's 50-50. I was haggling with the person because I know that the ordinary man will come and do the same thing. Not because I couldn't afford it, but I put myself in the shoes of the other man. What if he wanted three for him, his wife, and a child, for example? Mm -hmm. And maybe that is their dinner. Mm -hmm. We should look at it from that angle. And maybe that is the... If I've had instances to talk with people who run POS. People go to POS to withdraw 200 naira. People go to POS to withdraw 100 naira. I've seen it. Because the ATM will not pay them... 200 naira. naira. They go mm -hmm. to the POS and do you know, you withdraw 100 naira, the POS person will still charge you 100 naira. That's the truth. That is how terrible the poverty level is. And you cannot help but at times just let them go. Just give them the money, let them go. Because you are maybe on a vantage position. 200 naira will not do much to you on your bottom line. You don't, but these people come dead. And these are married men, married women coming to withdraw 200 naira in the POS. Because they cannot get it at the ATM. Now, can we talk about salvaging the situation? What kind of policies would you suggest, in your opinion, that the central bank should actually carry now to ensure that at least there is a mitigation of some of these hardships that individuals are facing? The truth of the matter is this. This, in, this government did a huge investment in rice, rice, rice. To the point that almost all of us now are eating local rice and we're not complaining. But it's not only rice we eat. What have we done for maize, for yam, for cassava, for vegetable? I am expecting that we should improve on our agriculture local. Do we, I, I said it in the last time and I repeat it again. In the, in the belt of Plateau, Benue, Nasarawa, where we have fruits and vegetables. Do we have a fruit or vegetable processing factory? Just one. Just one. We do not have. And can I shock you? We produce Irish potato on a large quantity in Plateau State. But we, but Cardinal State has a factory for Irish potato processing. But the Plateau State that has it does not have, have it. A, a plant. Yeah. Meanwhile, these things are wasting away. You add value to your, your produce by processing them. But we are not doing anything. Rather, we are flying private jets. We are driving in convoys. We are building cost of governance. At a higher level. Meanwhile, just a 500,000 can improve agriculture. Every Tuesday morning, go to building materials. See people coming from the southeast, the southwest, the south south. We trailer loads to move our vegetables to the south south to sell. And how have we improved the life of the farmer? The life of the people in the market? What is the food security we are providing for them? Yet... We sit in our house, just call somebody who's a farmer, bring uh, cucumbers, bring cabbages for us, but we're not trying to improve on it. 
and that is the challenge. It should be heavily subsidized. I have, I have a friend that lives in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. He said tomato is cheaper in Georgia than in Nigeria. Because tomatoes is cheaper because it is heavily subsidized for them. So that the man going to the farm knows that as I finish, government buys it off. Hmm. He goes back to farm, buys it off. So he's not looking for buyer. How much of it have we done as a state? as a government, as a country, as individual, those are the things we need to improve. The ordinary man does not need you to do something or, or, or extraordinary. The simple thing that takes, that puts food on his table, shelter on his head, and security. Once you do that, everything will fall in place. Some people don't need assistance from government apart from putting the infrastructure in place. They know how to run their business. They won't even take your loan if you give them. Mm -hmm. Sadly, that's what's happening. I'm sure you've heard. The central bank suspended funding the anchor borrowers because of fraud that was happening. That is a government agency, another government agency in this same country. And now in the southwest, south south, they say anchor borrower success is about 30 40 percent. But in the north, it was supported, they are not paying the loans back to the government. And these are the same people that we say they should be there and hold offices for trust for us, and it's painful very painful we'll take another breather right here thank you very much this is still money wise on kt 103.9 fm you can join the conversation by dialing the number 08 that is 08 or send a text message to 08061665120 send a text message to 08061665120 it is still kt 103.9 FM. I am Dashi Sonia Kenmi. When you are looking for good music, just tune in to KT 103.9 FM, the voice of truth. We have everything you need. Hip-hop, R&B, soul music, and more. <laughs> Come on. We have everything you need. Just tune in. Playing all the hits. KT 103.9 FM. Joss. The voice of truth. Hi, we are KT 103.9 FM and we are making you an offer to come advertise and expand your customer base as well as increase your market space. Come give your establishment a new face as we appeal to the will of your treasured and prospective clients. We are heard by those ready, willing and capable of approaching you with a positive deal. We give your events that golden touch that leaves your prospective guests desiring a taste, a touch and an eagerness to attend your event. So, take a golden step reach out to us on 070-3615-23150-80-305-31458 you can also send a mail at ktfmjoss at gmail.com we are the voice of truth and you are the sound of our economy while we speak you're heard understood and approached advertise with us advertise with a trusted voice advertise with kt 103.9 fm
It is still KT 103.9 FM. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Uh, also, thank you for joining the conversation via call and text. It is still MoneyWise on KT 103.9 FM. And we are looking at the financial sector today like we do every other Tuesday. And we are looking at the Naira for Dollar scheme that was introduced by the federal government on the 8th of March. Now, it was supposed to run until the 8th of May, but it has been postponed according to to official documents from the central bank and so we're looking at the impact we're looking at all that concerns that as well as how it triples down to the regular man on the streets that's talking about you and i joining me in the conversation has been dr emmanuel idenye shwaibu business and financial consultant also known as the millennium entrepreneur good morning welcome to money wise Good morning to you. Your name, please, and where you're calling from. Good morning to the great Mr. Emmanuel Good morning. Go on, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay, do call back, but if you find uh, it difficult to call, you can actually just send your text message and we'll have you join the conversation that way. Now, the cost of living has increased, poverty has deepened, but salaries and earnings have not increased. What exactly can the normal, well, by normal, I mean you and I on the streets, well, not you, but me on the streets, (laughs) what can be done to uh, salvage the situation? Thank you very much. The truth is, um, I've always opined that if you are waiting for government to take decisions to better your life, you will wait in vain. That's number one. And that is baseline information. If you are waiting for government to do something to improve your standard of living, you will wait in vain. What you should do is, since you know that this is X, Y, Z amount I'm earning, begin to tighten your belt, begin to cut down things that are not necessary. Just get those things that you need. If it warrants you changing lifestyle, please do. If it warrants you to change um, things you consume in terms of maybe your children's school, the kind of food you eat, you may need to do. Because these days, before government will take that decision, a lot of people would have suffered a lot because the value of your salary has reduced. Government is not going to add to that your salary. And I'm sure you are aware that the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation said that they cannot remit anything between May to July to the coffers. And if they don't remit that, I'm waiting to see what will be available to be shared by the three tiers of government when they go for FAC by this week. That's the truth. So mm-hmm. we should not leave our lives and destinies into the hand of government. Take your life into your hand and begin to see how you can cut down things that are not necessarily necessary for you and begin to manage your life and that of a family within the ambit of what you can. Yes, if government comes up with something fantastic, no problem. But before that time comes, you need to live to even see to that see that time. Mm-hmm. So take your destiny in your hand, cut what you don't need at all many of us have devised measures now to leave our size within what our resources can take us no flamboyancy because that is what you can do within your own control don't do what is not within your control and that's what i've told people if 
if eating two times in a day will solve your problem, sit down and have a conversation with your family and let everybody adopt that and begin to leave your size part time within the ambit of your resources. Government will not come to rescue you. That's the truth. Now, there have been those who have actually uh, suggested that cryptocurrency could help in normalizing or at least, you know, uh, providing stability for the Naira as against the dollar. But we know that uh, CBN has actually come out to say, you know, this is something that we're not cool with. We're not going to authorize it. What, what are your thoughts on that? The truth of the matter is this, ba. like I have told people. In 2017, August 31st, I was part of those that proposed to the central bank that cryptocurrency is a movement and you cannot stop the movement of water. It will find its level. And we came up with recommendation of what the central bank can do to the acceptance of digital currency. Cryptocurrency is just one aspect of blockchain technology. So we put forth our recommendation and part of our recommendation was to because we already have a singular control system which is the bvn can you tie bvn to it so that you can monitor outflow and inflow because central bank wants to know how much goes out and how much comes in and that was part of what we put forth to the central bank of nigeria and after the central bank set up a committee to go to countries to study cryptocurrency and they came back and they said they are still putting their report together. This was in 2017. And a lot of us invested in cryptocurrency, even though there were various currencies, I mean, various coins, stuff. Some of those coins, because they had regulatory issues, faded off. Mm -hmm. Secondly, cryptocurrency, I have said it, cannot survive if a country does not support it. Hear me loud and clear. Until a country supports it, it will not survive in that country. Countries that have accepted it now took their time to understudy it, then started, okay, maybe let's give a percentage of it to cryptocurrency, percentage to cryptocurrency. Now, I will not tell you don't store your money in cryptocurrency because we don't know if government of Nigeria wakes up tomorrow to and say, okay, adopt and it. adopt it. Fantastic. That means you have had fantastic savings. But until then, I will not tell you do or don't do because what if it is one of those currencies that are not owned by a country like nigeria and the country that is supporting it puts regulations against it what will you do and because some of the wealthy people over in the world can just make a pronouncement it may make the price of a coin a coin a currency to go up look at what elio Marx did last week he made the price of bitcoin to suffer he said he cannot he will not accept bitcoin for payment of tesla anymore and that is just a pronouncement and it's because he's a rich man so that alone should not be giving us headache in Nigeria when we have basic needs to sort. Mm -hmm. That should not be our problem. Mm -hmm. Let's sort the issue of food, shelter, and clothing first before you be. But some people are so optimistic, and you don't. I don't. I don't deny their optimism because until that time when Nigeria can come out and make serious pronouncement, either for or against it. Mm. Because CBN later came and said, no, we are not against it. Too. We just said, if you are using your account, too, that is playing to the gallery, as far as I'm concerned. Let there be definite pronouncement. If you want to issue your own currency, then go ahead and issue your own currency. Because countries have issued their own currencies, which will compete favorably against the popular currencies that we have. And some people are saying that because it's not tantamount to government regulation, and no country will allow a currency that it cannot regulate, it, it's not a legal tender. Hmm. It is legal tender because the country regulates it. 
and until that time it's a problem mm -hmm. it's a huge problem so that is not the answer either that is not the answer either all right, so we, we've actually come. Sincere apologies for the calls that we could not pick, as well as those that we lost to, you know, network glitches. Right now, I'd like you to advise, I know you're not holding brief for the central bank, but advise them on what steps they sh can, can they take to ensure that in the next three years, in the next four years, these policies that they will put in place will make sure that Nigeria doesn't suffer as much as Nigerians are suffering now. We should have a uniform exchange rate to start with. Mm -hmm. Then that exchange rate should be in favor of the Naira. You, you agree with me that there are still organizations, even in just Plateau State, that they accept payment in US dollar. Only. Only. So, and I ask myself, in my country, where do they accept Naira in the US? Or in the UK? No, that's a simple question. So, they should rather put in policies in place that will strengthen the Naira. And there are several policies you can put in place. If CBN comes out with a pronouncement, CBN is an autonomous body. The central bank governor technically does not even report to the minister of finance. He reports directly to the president commander-in-chief. That is the autonomous nature of central bank that every country has. So, policies that will improve the growth of the Naira. If, for instance, the central bank comes up and says, every educational institution in Nigeria, both primary and secondary, no payment in dollar. It has to be Naira. It's just a pronouncement and everybody will take dressing. But has such pronouncement. But because we too, we have need for dollar. We want to travel with dollar. So we will shop it and keep. Then travel with it. Or rather put it in your account and use your card. But even card, you still have a limit to what you use in your card. Depending on the country and stuff like that. So they should rather put things in place that will improve that. Secondly, we should improve the funding of agriculture and put compliance measures in place agriculture has been funded but there was no control and that's why there was fraud that was spotted yes. if there was control we would have said okay we have made achieved success with rice maybe we move to cassava maybe we move to yam move to maize we move to vegetable and fruits because there is nothing stopping a plateau state a benue state a nasarawa state to have fruit processing or vegetable processing and packaging and send to places where they don't have uh, um, what's it called? Irish potato. Go to Magama Goma on your way to Bauchi. You see fresh sweet potatoes being harvested from the farm, and nobody is talking about it. Travel to Saminaka through Pambegua. You see natural products. Go to Gidangwaya. You see fruits, roasted corn, and nobody is saying anything. And they, of course, because they are using private jet, they are not seeing it. So it beats my imagination how these things work. And four years, five years down the line, we'll still be repeating the same matter. And the other government will say, it wasn't my tenor. I, I have to get to the drawing board. And governance is not partisan. Governance is what affects the people. And that's how it should be. All right. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Emmanuel Ideni. We'll just take this call. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to 103 Money Wise. Your name, please, and where you're calling from. All right, Dali Atom, please, uh, very quickly, your comments, questions, or thoughts. Yeah, just to snap it. Yeah, I really commend the case in the house because they are setting everything by hearing his analysis. And they are giving example with statistics. But truly, what is statistic government doing with the legislators? These are the realities. 
and things that are happening, we have almost everything. But nobody is doing something. What I see, nobody from our legislators and from the government uh, that are talking from the govern uh, governor. So these, are, these things are obvious. We need action. So thank you for this program and God bless the group in the house. All right, thank you very much. God bless the guest in the house. Thank you very much. I uh, say amen to that. All right, so we have come to the end uh, of the show. Sincere apologies once more for the calls that we could not pick. I am Dashi Sonia Kenmi. It has been Money Wise. My guest has been the Millennium Entrepreneur and the person of Dr. Emmanuel Edeni Shaibu. Dashi Sonia Kenmi, that's my name. Stay tuned to KT 103.9 FM. Thank you for listening to KTFM's podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws, or you can send us an email to ktfmjaws at gmail.com.